ocean, just over the hilltop, in that bright land where we'll never grow. And someday under, we'll never wander, but walks on streets I enjoyed preaching last Sunday morning Park Ridge Baptist Church. It was a joy to preach there again. Most of my ministry was right there at Park Ridge Baptist Church. And uh, it was a joy to go back there and preach one more service. And I'm sure that Brother Ben Glover did a good job while preaching for you. Now this morning, if you would, let's take our Bibles and go to the book of 2 Timothy. And the fourth chapter, 2 Timothy chapter number 4, I want to talk to you about the importance of preaching. Preaching is important business. I encourage you by the help of the Lord anytime the man of God stands speak by the grace of God by the help of God pay attention. Listen to what the man of God has got to say. He got a message from the Lord. He's prayed He's asked the Lord to use him. He's asked the Lord to speak through him. And I encourage you, when God's man gets up to preach, I don't care who he is, pay attention to him. And I can tell you this by the help of the Lord, and I think you pretty well know it. Anyway, I don't ever stand up here to try to speak to you without having first studied. I study before every message. I never try to get up here and try to preach in the arm of the flesh. I learned a long time ago I can't do it. I cannot do that. And I'll tell you something else. Anytime I'm not speaking and I got somebody else speaking for me, 
He's a man I've got confidence in or he wouldn't be here. I'm thankful for the help that I have in Brother Ray Roberts and Brother Wade Smith and Danny. I've got some good men here to help me. And others. Uh, and I appreciate Brother uh, Ben Glover coming and speaking. And I pray for him. Uh, the Lord has blessed him and is using him. Uh, Park Ridge Baptist Church. <clears throat> How many of you ever been to Park Ridge Baptist Church? Raise your hand. Oh, two or three of you. It's a building uh, just a little bit larger than this building. <clears throat> but they don't have as many people as we have. It's a, split, a little bit smaller church. We pray for him. It has been a larger church, but over time it has gone down. But maybe the Providence Lord will come back up in attendance. But uh, and pray for our church here that the Lord will bless it. Our attendance might increase somewhat also. And uh, wouldn't it be nice to have it? Uh, where you have to really look to find a place to sit down? Well, I'm afraid the problem is these days, in most churches, there are more empty pews than there are full pews. Uh, but the preaching service is the most important service in a church. And I encourage you to pray for the preaching service. We should never give away preaching for anything else. Some churches sometimes, especially November, December, we find churches they give away the preaching service for a play, for a pageant, something like that. Some kind of stint. But it should never replace preaching. We should always have the preaching. A play or a pageant they can't take the place of preaching. Most of the preaching today, however, is not important, especially when they're just preaching some sort of a program preaching error, preaching heresy. 
But I'm talking about preaching the Word of God. That is important. Preaching the Word of God in season and out of season. Always important. If only a handful of people are present, preachers should preach harder and more earnestly. According to our text, preaching is important for at least three reasons. Number one, the word that we have to preach. That's important. Number two, the charge that we have to preach the word. Number three, the time in which we have to live, oh, we should preach. Let's look at the first one. The word that we have to preach. Look here in our text, 2 Timothy. And actually look in chapter 3. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 and 17. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. But the man of God, in verse 17, may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. The Word, that is the Scriptures, are inspired. The Word is God-breathed. This Bible that you have in your hand, folks, is the God-breathed Word of God. Oh, let me tell you something. That's the most precious book that you own. You have it right here in your lap right now. The Word, the Scriptures, because they're inspired, they are truth. Because they're inspired, they are authoritative. This is the authoritative Word of God. The Word is profitable. Oh, you've learned so much from the Word of God. Just listening and reading the Word of God. The Word of a sovereign, truthful God is profitable. It's profitable for doctrine, for teaching. Bible teaching grounds Christians in the fundamentals of the faith. And we need to be grounded in the fundamentals of the faith. Knowing the truth of the Word of God 
Knowing the truth when you hear it. And when you hear error, oh, he recognized that also. The life of a Christian is to be built in the faith and our sovereign God as the divine Savior and uh, His blood to return to the Lord Jesus Christ in glory. He's, that's where we're going. When we leave, the, leave this world, we're going to be with the Lord. Thank the Lord that we have that promise. Absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. That's precious to think about that. We've never been there before. Not even, we've not even met anybody that's ever been there and come back to tell us about it. But I'll tell you one thing. It's going to be good for us to be able to have the privilege when the time comes to be able to go be with the Lord. <clears throat> Precious will that be when that time comes when we get to go be with our Lord and Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. So preaching the Word is profitable for us. It's profitable for correction. God says your ways are not my ways. Reading the Word of God, it corrects our lives, corrects our walk. The Bible gives us God's ways. And preaching is the, uh, the Word of God shows us God's way. Most of us who have been saved are saved as a result of preaching. One way or other, there's ministering one-on-one, -on -one, but most of us are saved as a result of public preaching. Through the years of my ministry, most of the people that have made a profession of faith under my ministry have been a result of public preaching. The preacher gets up and preaches the Word of God. He's just preaching what he has studied and as he has studied, he shares it with the people. And the Spirit of God takes the preaching of the Word of God from the mouth of the man of God and the Spirit of God applies it to the heart of a lost person. That lost person sitting there hearing the Word of God, they're not even suspecting what's happening when the Spirit of God takes the Word of God and applies it to their heart, bringing conviction in their heart, bringing them to a place of repentance toward God and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And by the way, in getting saved, 
there are two things that are involved in getting saved repentance a person must come to a place of repentance before they'll ever be saved repentance toward God and faith the two things repentance and faith faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and the Spirit of God is the one who works both in the heart of the lost person and it comes through preaching the man of God gets up and he preaches the word of God he's just preaching what God has showed him to preach and he's most all he got he studied the word of God and as he studied, then he gets up and he preaches publicly that which the Lord has given him to preach. The Spirit of God then takes the words of the preacher and applies it to the heart of the unsaved person. For most of you, I've just described your conversion and how you came to know the Lord Jesus as your Savior. You heard the Word of God many times over and over and over again. Sometimes in public preaching service. Sometimes on the radio. Sometimes on the television. But you've heard the Word of God over and over. And then there came the time when the Spirit of God drove that message into your heart and brought you to repentance and faith in the Lord Jesus. And my particular case is a little different than a lot of folks. It seemed like the first time I heard I came to repentance and faith in the Lord Jesus. Didn't know what I was doing. The only thing I knew was for sure was I was trusting the Lord Jesus as my Savior. The Lord saved me when I was about nine or ten years old. Didn't know much, but I knew one thing. I was trusting the Lord Jesus as my Savior. And I'm glad I got saved early in life. Um... Most people that have made profession as a result of my ministry have been younger people. Most of the people I ever baptized are most always young people. Very few older people. Very few. It seems like the older they get, the harder it is to reach them. Pray for your Grandchildren. I don't see any of you have children anymore. But pray for grandchildren. They might be saved early in life. It's a lot easier to reach them with the gospel early in life. Pray that they'll be saved early in life. Uh, I've recently uh, had the privilege to see some great grandchildren. 
And every time I would see one of them, I'd always pray that they might be saved early in life. Oh my, I want to see them saved early in life. I believe it was Spurgeon who said, Every child reaches seven, teach him well the way to heaven. Better still, the work will thrive if he learns before he's five. So teach him early the way to heaven. You have grandchildren. May God use you to be a blessing and a help to them and pointing them to the Lord Jesus Christ. I would like for us to look first of all at the word that we have to preach in verses 16 and 17. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished into all good works. We're talking about the inspired Word of God. It's God-breathed Word of God. And it is profitable for teaching and for grounding a Christian in the fundamentals of the faith. The life of a Christian is to be built up in faith in our sovereign God. as a divine Savior. Many Christians are starving for doctrines of the Word of God. You'll not starve for the Word of God if you'll attend church services. You'll hear and you'll learn. You'll know what the truth is if you attend the services, I encourage people. Oh, the problem is there's so many people, they think they've gone to church and all they've done is attend the 11 o'clock service or Sunday school. Folks, if you want to grow spiritually, you need to go to church. And when I say go to church, I mean go to church. Go to all the services you begin to learn a little something. Preaching the Word is God, a Word of God is profitable for instruction and, and training in righteousness. We train ourselves and we train our children in the Bible way to live. So it's important we go to church Many Christians today, and I say this shamefully, but many Christians today, they can't pray. Many Christians today, they can't tell a lost person how to be saved. That's shameful. That ought not to be. Oh, I tell you right now, if you can't pray, what you need to do? You need to start praying. Pray and ask the Lord help you to pray.
If you can't tell somebody how to be saved, you need to pray and ask God to help you to learn how to tell somebody how to be saved. So preaching is important because of the Word that we have to preach. It's God's Word and it needs to be preached. Then secondly, I want you to know that preaching is important because of the charge that we have to preach. In 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 and 2, I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at His appearing and His kingdom, preach the word, be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all longsuffering and doctrine. God says that preaching is important Preaching is urgent before God and the Lord Jesus Christ. It's important. It's important in season, out of season. Whether it's convenient or not, preach. Oh, may God help us to preach the Word of God. Preach without fear. Preach convincingly. Preach earnestly. Preach the Word. That's what needs to be done. Preach the Word of God. Oh, I'd love to be able to encourage some young preachers. Preach the Word of God. Don't try to Tinkle somebody's ears. Just give them what they want to hear. But preach the Word of God to them. Because that's what they need. That's our command is to preach the Word. And use all kinds of means to do it. Preach the Word in the Sunday school class. Preach the Word in the prayer meeting service. Whatever opportunities you have, preach the Word. Preaching is important business. In fact, the truth of the matter is it's the most important business that we have. Preaching the Word of God. Brother Jason, I pray for you getting a job. I heard a story. A man lost his job looking for a job. Somebody said uh, to him, said, uh, you found a job. said, no. But said, I have preached. I could go back to preaching. <laughs> yeah. You preach if the Lord calls you. That uh, it's important business.
we must earnestly preach and plead with lost people to repent and to turn to the Lord Jesus Christ. Plead with Christians to obey the Lord. In Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2 I read, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is a reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Preaching is important business because we have a charge before God to preach the Word. Oh, may God help us to preach the Word of God. May God help the people to want to hear the preaching of the Word of God. May God help the preachers to want to preach the Word of God. May God help me to preach the Word of God. Sometimes I'm asked something like, when are you going to retire? When are you going to quit? And my calling is nothing said about re retiring. Nothing said about being able to quit. Folks, by the help of the Lord, Doug King will preach as long as he's able to stand before the congregation and preach. I will preach as long as I can. There's no quitting. And so here you are, you're 80 years old. I know, but I just keep on preaching. Who knows? I might be older than what I am now. If I'm still living, I'll still be preaching. I'll still be preaching. How long are you going to be a pastor and preaching? Well, as long as they'll let me preach, I guess. They may run me off, but they won't stop me preaching. I could get fired from this church. Say, no hey, we want a younger, want a younger man, we want a black-headed man. A young man's got some fire in him. Well, you get that all right. What I do? I'll find me another place to preach. I'll find me. I'll preach as long as I'm preaching. I'm not going to sit down and quit. I just find me another place to preach. Just keep on keeping on by the help of the Lord. Now then, let me bring this to a close now. Preaching is important because of the time in which we live. In verses 3 through 5, it talks about that. <clears throat> the time in which we have the, the, the time which we have to live here. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust uh, 
shall heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned into fables. But watch thou in all things, endure affliction, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of thy ministry. People get to the place um, they won't endure sound doctrine. They'll hear preachers that will tickle their ears. Let them hear whatever it is they want to hear. They'll all turn away from the truth. Turn away from the truth and they'll turn to fables. Things are not true. And in this day of apostasy, when there's just a few preaching the Word, it's so important that we today, by the grace of God, preach the Word of God as we understand it and know it as the truth. I would say if your pastor preaches the Word then stand with Him. Defend Him and help Him. Make it easy for Him to preach the truth. Make it as easy for Him as you can to preach the truth. It's not easy for Him. But you in the the pew, you can encourage the man in the pulpit as he stands there alone. But you encourage him in preaching the truth. Uh, many preachers have little or no encouragement at all. And that's sad. Little or no encouragement to him at all. Let me tell you something, folks. I'm an old man. My ministry is almost gone. But I want to encourage you this. When the time comes and God replaces this old man and puts somebody else here, if that young man gets up here and preaches the truth, encourage him in the truth that you hear from him. Encourage him in the truth. You don't want him to get to the place he don't preach the truth. Encourage him in the truth. Many church members, they don't want to hear sound doctrine. Do you? Well, if you want to hear it and you do hear it, let him know, hey, I appreciate appreciate hearing what I heard. That encourages him to do it. Are you just lukewarm? toward the doctrines and Bible doctrine. But don't, don't be that way. Do you thank God when you hear the truth that you know? And thank God when you hear truth preached that maybe you haven't heard it in a long time or maybe never heard it before, but you recognize it's the Word of God. Oh, but let it be made known that you appreciate hearing the Word of God. Encourage the man of God 
who stands to try to speak to you. And uh, I'm not trying to get it for myself. But let me tell you something. Time's coming. It's coming. Somebody coming in behind me. But encourage that young man. More than likely, he's going to be young, younger than I am. But encourage him in preaching the truth. You hear something that you recognize it is as the truth, it don't hurt a thing in the world. Say amen. In fact, that might encourage him a little bit. <clears throat> now, what's a preacher to do when men turn away their ears away from the truth? I tell you what he's to do. He's just to preach the word whether believers believe it or not. But go ahead and preach the truth anyway. Whether they want to hear it or not, preach it anyway. Think about it is this. The preacher has got to answer to God. I don't have to answer to you. I have to answer to God. So I might say go ahead and preach the truth. You're listening. But I'll tell you right now, you're not the only one that's listening. <laughs> He's listening too. Amen. And the truth of that is, I don't have to answer to you. But I will have to answer to Him. So the best thing for me to do is go ahead and preach the truth because I'm going to have to answer to him about it. Yes, sir. I'm going to have to answer the Lord. So preach the truth whether they want to hear it or if they don't want to hear it. The end of life, the preacher must be able to say with the Apostle Paul, I fought a good fight. I finished my course. I have kept the faith. I want to be able to say by the help of the Lord I've done the best that I could. I've tried to be faithful. What's your opinion? What's your conviction on preaching the Word? Will you earnestly take a stand for preaching the Word? We want a preacher to preach the Word of God. Pray for your pastor. Pray for Temple Baptist Church that God will always have a man in this pulpit that will preach the Word of God and be faithful in preaching the Word of God and that the people will stand behind Him as He faithfully preaches the Word of God. Oh, may God help us to be faithful. Stand with the Word of God. I want to thank you, dear folks, for your support through the years. I have, by the grace of God, I've tried to do the best I can in preaching. I've always done that.
I've never, by the grace of God, I've never presumed to go to the pulpit without having studied, prayed, and asked the Lord to help me. I've never go to the pulpit trying to preach in the arms of my flesh. Always leaning heavy on the Lord for His help in preaching. My ministry's almost gone. Not much left. I appreciate your prayers that God will help me to finish my course faithfully. Oh, may God help me. You know what I love? I've thought about it a number of times through the years. I'd love to be able to come to the end of my life and maybe preach the sermon. And right after I preach the sermon, go back and sit down and die. Preach right on up until I die. I hope it works. I don't have to be. Who knows, I may wind up in a nursing home for a period of time, I don't know. But I want to continue to be used for the Lord. Let's all stand our feet. I think I'll talk on that. Maybe this is Good Father, thank you for this service. Thank you for it. Everybody that's here today, be with us. And uh, guys, do the right thing. Just be with us and uh, be with the ones that ain't here. You know the reason why they ain't here. And uh, if the ones are sick, uh, bring them back to health where they can be here. And uh, give us traveling horses back to our house and, and then back here at the next point of time. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen.